<laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Yes. Welcome to the show. Yes. Alrighty. Let's go, baby. Cozy series. Oh, it's so cold out. Snowy, icy, frozen tundra of the inland northwest outside but it's the cozy series and uh i'm taking a dump you know and uh it's a nice clean log (laughs) that's how you know you're being healthy you know staying hydrated eating fruits and veggies protein Apparently, it's not good if your poop floats. (laughs) That means you're eating too much fat. If you got them floaters. (laughs) That's a little health hack. A little life tip for you to start Arnie Pod. It's like a box of chocolates. That's what Arnie Pod is. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. They call me white chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Williams, baby. Vancouver Grizzlies. All right. Let's talk Omar Vizquel. Shortstop, third baseman. Batted switch through right. Five foot nine, 180. April 24th. I share a birthday with Omar Vizquel. He was born in 1967, 26 years older than I. Omar Vizquel could be my father, and we could share the same birthday. He actually kind of looks, I bear some resemblance with Omar Vizquel to his profile picture here. Like, we're not like, he kind of looks like my dad. Uh, that's funny I mean yeah baby here I could should I just do it should I just I'll just do it I'll just snapshot it might as well that can be the photo for today since I'm referencing it right now I'm like I share a birthday with Omar Vizquel and I kind of look like him. So he's from Caracas, Venezuela. Francisco Espejo High School, Miranda, Venezuela. April 3rd, 1989. Debuted at 21, nearly 22. 15,575th player, Major League History. October 3rd, shout out Grandma Arnie, birthday 2012 at 45 final game uh let me give you his debut stats versus the oakland a's went 0 for 3 zero home runs zero rbi zero stone bases final game versus the twins three at bats one hit zero home runs zero rbi zero stolen bases and his agent was adam katz omar enrique Vizquel, little o or Kike. And he's at Twitter at Viskel Omar13. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> Throw him a follow. Make sure to tweet this podcast, Adam. I'll do that today as I market the podcast, as I promote it via my social media marketing strategies. I always post the podcast every day. Not only do you do the podcast, you know, but uh, you got to post it multiple times throughout the day. You got to get it out there. Three-time All-Star, 11-time Gold Glover, war number 42, 13, 11, and 17. Speaking of war, career war, 45.6. 10,586 at bats, 2,877 hits, 80 home runs, 272 batting average. All right. It's a lot of at bats. Let's get into it. 24 seasons. That's a lot of seasons. <laughs> Started as a Mariner. So, Omar Vizquel, same birthday as me, began in the Seattle area. Just like myself. Uh, Without the uh, Venezuela connection. I I don't necessarily have that. I took four years of Spanish. In high school. (laughs) So. Those are the Mariners to start. 1989 to 93. Ah. Stayed with them through my birth. (laughs) I always bring it back to me. That's the truth. That's the lesson about Arnie Pod. It always comes back to the host on Arnie Pod. <laughs> uh, 1994, they were the Cleveland Indians back then. Stayed with them till 04. Then the Giants, 05 to 08. Rangers, 09. White Sox, 010, 011. Uh, I was going to say the Raptors. Dude, I'm in the NBA mindset lately. Um, Raptors just added RJ Barrett, who just had his first 30-point game of the season last night. Saw that statistic on the uh, bottom scroll of ESPN. <laughs> on the, that's, that's the bottom line. So uh, Blue Jays, first final game. And 12,013 plate appearances. You know, Omar Vizquel walked to the plate as a Major League Baseball player, intending to hit the baseball over 12,000 times in his life. That's a lot. Uh, Two seasons, over 100 runs, 1999 and 2000, 112 and 101 respectively. Um, let's see. Season high for hits, 191, 1999. All-star seasons, 98, 99, and 02. All as a Cleveland Indian, as they were known. 456 doubles. That's a lot. He was a big doubles hitter. Because um, 500 plus doubles is like a huge milestone. As I know, being a Mariners fan, shout out Edgar. 
Hall of Famer. 514 doubles. <laughs> I don't know how I remember that, but sometimes I'm just good at remembering stuff, you know? Dude, people, dude, I don't, people do not realize, I think most people I interact with, I'm guessing, I don't know, that's like a funny thing to think. It's like the six dogs, RIP six dogs, shout out six dogs, um, the Waffle House song. Wonder if the waitress knows that I'm high. <laughs> yeah. Wonder if the waitress knows that I'm high. That's the truth, though. Dude, I think I can, like... Dude, people are, like... You have really good memory. And I'm, like... Well, I don't know how that's possible. Because... I'm, like, always smoking weed. <laughs> so, and apparently, you're not supposed to remember stuff if you are always baked. But I'm a guy who, um, I'm always getting baked. <laughs> I always am smoking weed, but I always remember, like, clearly. Like, I have, like, I might have a photographic memory. I'm not sure what it means to have a photographic memory. But I think I might have it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I can, like, I can clearly remember. I mean, especially for, like, the past few months. But, I mean, also for, like, years ago. I can very clearly picture certain things from years ago. So I just don't know how well other people, but like the past few months though, like I feel like I really just remember stuff. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, obviously it's easier when you're going different places. Like it's really impressive to remember stuff that happens at the store at work. Cause that's all just like one big, just, one giant day, kind of. So, um, yeah, I made the mistake of, like, mentioning, because, like, sometimes we have to ask for a customer's name, and then I made them, I accidentally said, like, oh, yeah, I know your name to this one customer. So now they think they're, like, all special. <laughs> they're like, oh, he loved me. How did you remember my name? <laughs> See, and that's what I'm saying. Um, that's just an example of people being like, wow, you have a really good memory. And um, yeah, I've heard that multiple times from people. And then like, what I want to say is like, dude, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> you, you would be more impressed if you knew how much weed I smoked. <laughs> then you'd be like, Dude, you have an incredible memory. <laughs> like, because I think it just makes it so I'm like very much more present. And I think it's kind of easier to remember stuff if you're present more often. And just like really paying attention. Like once again, mentioning work. I think one of our customers, I'm pretty sure... She conflated me 
with the other dude cashier who pretty much looks nothing like me. <laughs> but I think she like, she was like, oh, you're always in the back. I've never had you check me out. And I was just, I didn't say anything, but I was thinking to myself, I've checked you out many times, <clears throat> but you just think that I am the other guy who works here as a cashier. <laughs> I'm like, dude, maybe she has uh, the face blindness that Brad Pitt has. <laughs> That's a real possibility. But um, I just thought maybe she was just completely out of it. But who knows? Um, I think that's just an example. Um, I don't know. Yeah, some people are just kind of like sleepwalking. Especially people who nothing is required of them. If that makes sense. (laughs) If you don't bear some responsibility then it's very easy to never be paying attention. Um, That's why I'm saying, like, what I enjoy about having some responsibility with, like... Dude, and it's not even... Once again, it's just not about the money. It's just about the... Having a 40-hour... Really, 42 and a half hours. It's all about the hours. It's just about proving to yourself... And being able to say, I work five days, 40 hours a week. But it's really 42 and a half hours. Because you have to be there for lunch. And, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, and that kind of keeps me, I'm, and like I say, I'm one of those people who I accomplish much more when I'm busy. Like, I got that five-day-a-week schedule. Dude, those two off days, I'm getting so much stuff done. And even on my work days, like, like you know, I don't miss a podcast. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever it means, whatever I'm doing it for, ultimately, I do Arnie Pod for myself. It's really like something I do for myself and I share it with the world, but I've come to expect not much <laughs> from Arnie. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I was thinking last night, if I can get 10,000 plus listens in 2024, I would consider that like a very successful, like a prolific year for Arnie Pod. Especially considering I have nearly 13,000 listens right now. And ArniePod is about to celebrate the five-year anniversary, February 21st. So that's coming up next month. So, yeah. I just thought that was a nice round goal. I was like... I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm like... I don't expect too much anymore. Like, if I got anywhere near 10,000 listens in 2024 with ArniePod, I would be like, that's a huge success. And it's more about me doing it every day. Just like going to work. <laughs> like, that is now the success for me. It's just 
being just showing up and then just clocking out at the end of the day. And uh, and then that's the success for me in ArniePod is just clocking in, <laughs> starting the voice memo and then uh, making it a whole podcast episode, you know, speaking of which, let's talk about Omar Vizquel. 36 doubles was a season high in 1996 and 99. And uh, let's see, 10 triples in 06. 77 triples on the career. Nearly as many triples as home runs. You very rarely see that. Uh, 14 home runs was a season high in 02. And also had 72 RBI was the season high that season. And uh, 404 stolen bases. 167 caught stealing. Best season for stolen bases was 1997. He had 43, was caught 12 times. In 99, he had 42, was caught 9 times. 1,028 career walks, 1,087 career strikeouts. Once again, you very rarely see someone who has nearly as many career walks as strikeouts. Dude, Omar Vizquel, just like Gary Sheffield, Omar Vizquel very rarely struck out. Um... Not that his on-base was that great. I mean, 272 batting average, 336 on-base. So uh, 64 points difference. It's not even near that 100-point difference mile marker we have. 688 OPS for you OPS Plus subscribers. Like to watch your sports or baseball, your favorite, built into a uh, frozen tundra. You watch your OPS plus 82 super low, dude. I don't know if I've ever seen a career OPS plus that low (laughs) 3,727 total bases, 207 grounded in double plays, 49 hit by pitches, 256 sacrifice hits slash bunts. That's crazy including leading the majors twice with 17 in 99 and 20 in 05, led the league with 16 in 97 and 20 in 04. Oh, dude. Omar Vizquel was the king of sack bunts. He, he could lay that baby down. And he only had 94 career sack flies. So once again... You very rarely see someone with more career sack bunts. I mean, called SH, sacrifice hits, than sack flies. Dude, Omar Vizquel with the cool stats, (laughs) I would say. His gold glove seasons were 93 through 01 and then 05 and 06. And finished 16th MVP in 99. So he had a near gam that season. Gold glove, all-star, 
MVP votes. And, oh yeah, let's look at, let's see, before I hop in the shower here, before doing some push-ups. You always got to do the push-ups before you get in the shower. Let's go salary, career salary earnings, 63.2 million. Not that much. For playing 24 seasons? Dude, Kyle Seeger played 11 seasons. He played less than half as many seasons. And he made nearly twice as much money. Because <laughs> remember, Seeger was 103 million. Dude, he made 40 million more and played 13 years less. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, dog. <laughs> All right. Um, but I mean, Omar Vizquel played in the 90s and aughts primarily. The most Omar earned in a season, $6 million with the Cleveland Indians, as they were known. His final season with them, 04. But, dude, it says his salary was 68000 as a rookie in 1989. <laughs> but I didn't know Major League Baseball players used to make sixty-eight grand. <laughs> what? Dude, think of how funny that sounds in modern-day terms. Could you imagine if a Major League Baseball player... Made sixty eight grand. <laughs> That's like so funny. Oh my gosh, like a school teacher or something. Um, actually, school teachers probably don't make that much. But <laughs> anyway, uh, man. But um, dude, literally, like rookies nowadays make at least ten times more than that. Dude, is that inflation? <laughs> so that was 1989. That was not even that long ago, really. I mean, 35 years ago now. But how can the inflation be that crazy? It, that's just a funny stat to see. Um, Hall of Fame statistics, gray ink, batting, 25, average Hall of Famer, 144. Hall of Fame monitor, batting, 120. Likely Hall of Famer, 100. So they got him in there. Hall of Fame standards, batting, 42. Average Hall of Famer, 50. Jaws. Ba-dum. 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 Let's see here. So, 36.2 Jaws. Average Hall of Fame shortstop, 55.4 jaws. Omar's war per 162, 2.5. Average Hall of Fame shortstop, 4.9. So by a lot of the batting measures, they don't really have him as a Hall of Famer. Except for Hall of Fame monitor, who does. Who seems to be a little more lenient than the other ones. Um, but you have to take 11 gold gloves into consideration. That has to count for something, right? 
Um, I, I mean, I'm leaning. And then his career hits, 28-77. So he's only 123 hits short of 3,000. So he's basically one season short of 3,000 hits. And, I mean, I'm leaning. Dude, you do not see 11 gold gloves. Like, that's unprecedented. So one of the best fielders, one of the best fielding shortstops of all time. So I'm leaning towards Hall of Famer. And based on having played 2,968 games in his career, those 12,000 plus times he was walked to the plate for a plate appearance as a major leaguer, earning $68,000 in 1989 as a rookie. Um, I got to say, I, I just think Hall of Famer. Because I think you got to count fielding as part of the game. And you have to say... If this guy's one of the best fielders of his position of all time, and he also almost had 3,000 hits. So, uh, I say Hall of Fame. 57 playoff games, 264 plate appearances, scored 28 runs, 57 hits, 7 doubles, 4 triples, 0 homers, 20 RBI, 23 stolen bases, 3 cost ceiling, 25 walks, 36 strikeouts, 250 batting average, 327 on base, uh, 643 OPS. <laughs> He's got the king of the low OPS. His CWPA championship win probability added negative 26.3%. I think it's because it doesn't take fielding into account. If it focused more on people being able to field their positions, then he would get more benefit from that statistic. He did have seven sacrifice hits slash bunts in the playoffs and two sack flies and uh, 72 total bases. So, I mean, pretty decent playoff stats. Like, lots of volume. Yeah, I would say good playoff stats, for sure. Um, I don't understand that CWPA. How can that be so negative? I mean, like I said, though. Because it it's only hitting. Because it's not about fielding. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, I think that is the real question that Omar Vizquel begs. Is um, how important is the glove to the game of baseball or is it all about being able to hit and pitch you know <laughs> all right baby there we go we did it i'm gonna i'm still just standing here i gotta wipe do some push-ups hop in the shower go make my lunch haven't had my coffee have my cold brew I'm going to post this. I'm going to tweet it to Omar Vizquel, like I said. Go ahead. I'm going to start asking that of the listener. Tweet this podcast to Omar Vizquel. You know? I gave you his... Um, Here it is. 
Viscal Omar 13. That's his Twitter handle. There you go, baby. I'm going to start giving homework assignment. <laughs> Come on, baby. It's kind of something fun, something easy. If you're already surfing Twitter anyway, you might as well do it. Have a great day, baby. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Make sure you enjoy all the other Hall of Famer knots. If you like this kind of podcast format, especially lately, I've been doing the cozy series. I've been a little more low key, laid back when I haven't had my coffee yet. (laughs) It's like a different style of Arnie pod, but that's just in the style of Arnie pod is to be varied and to bring much variety and new fresh content and of all different kinds. <laughs> and that's what I've done for you, for you, the, th- the trusty listener um, at the podcast, as a free podcast out there in the world for nearly five years. Dude, that's a long time if you think about it. Dude, that's going to be so exciting when we celebrate the five-year anniversary of Arnie Pod. Dude, <laughs> five years is a long time to have been doing something. And I definitely didn't do it consistently throughout the whole five years. But I really have been for the last year plus. I've really been hitting the Arnie Pod hard. I mean, obviously, especially since the beginning of July, when I literally have not missed a single day of Arnie Pod. So if you got some time, if you, you know, you're getting paid, but you're just not doing anything, you're one of those lucky people who makes money by not working because you made wise financial decisions and professional decisions when you should have been having more fun in your early 20s, yet <laughs> yet, yet, some people had some weird level of like psychopathic financial foresight. <laughs> and they weren't just like, dude, I'm just looking back to my early mid-20s. Dude, I was just such a fun guy back then. And now I'm just like, it's all about the money. <laughs> it's true though. Dude, but I was wild back in my early mid-20s. <laughs> Dude, and I just was just living like carefree, dog. Carefree living. But I'm not and I'm hot. I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know everything that's shining ain't always gonna be gold. Hey, I'll be fine once I get it. I'll be good. Tell me what you know about dreaming, dreaming. You don't really know about nothing. Isn't that funny that as a 30 year old, you kind of just live the result of your ideologic beliefs in your 20s. And then you kind once you become 30, 
you kind of have to like pay the debts for like being like dude like i'm just saying if i had had this mindset eight years ago then i would probably have like hundreds of thousands of dollars (laughs) like not to like exaggerate but if i had been like completely locked in to like like not having forgotten that all anybody really cares about or all that really matters is money. <laughs> like if, cause I, I'm just such a, like, I guess I'm a stoner who was always inclined to believe that the world is good. But now I see as a 30 year old stoner that the world is good only if you have a decent amount of money that the world is fairly evil <laughs> if you don't have that security of having the money the money yeah you got the money it's true and now i see it dude <laughs> but but i was always coming from the sheltered naive mindset of oh doesn't everybody have it like me? Like, isn't everybody just from Bothell? And, uh, you know, just from like this, like, rich, upper middle class, like, cushy suburb. And then um, just smoke a lot of weed and like, get into comedy and sports. Well, I mean, I was all like I said, though, I've always been into comedy and obviously sports. But um, I've always been to comedy. Like, even since I was 10 years old, I've loved it. And I never smoked weed until senior year of high school. So I was a fan of comedy for literally, like, probably almost a decade before I ever even smoked weed. Which is associated with being a fan of comedy. (laughs) And a fan of laughing. But, um... Isn't that funny, though, that I'm kind of realizing that now, but um, it's not like, dude, I still believe in, like, the, the back of my mind and in the back of my heart, in the front of my heart, and also in my gut, because I have, like, very strong intuition. Um, I truly believe that... My creative stuff is somehow gonna make me money someday. And not that I'll ever stop doing, like, it doesn't make a difference. I'll do it either way. Like, that's the point. I'm gonna do creative stuff every day, irregardless. Or regardless, whichever one. But, um, no, I just have this, like, gut feeling that it's really going to like pay off like you know in um currency that old people can understand since they don't understand like having clout on the internet <laughs> or like having like facebook clout like that doesn't like translate the only thing the only language that like i've said that anyone speaks the only universal language is money. 
You get that money. <laughs> so yeah. So I've already so basically I've already done all the work and now I just kind of keep stacking the pyramid. And I do kind of have I just have a gut feeling that like I'm so young and I've done so much creative work. Like most people my age have not done the amount of creative work that I've done. Like nearly 600 episodes of Arnie Pod, nearly a thousand blog posts, thegoatone.blogspot.com, with 111,000 views over there, and written, self-published five books, uh, wrote for the Daily Evergreen, the Wazoo student newspaper. Um, yeah, I've done like it all creatively, basically. I've made my own songs. I've written and performed songs on Arnie Pod. <laughs> I've done stand-up comedy. I, I've literally written my own jokes and gone in front of people and gotten laughs holding a mic. Like, I'm, like I am a stand-up comic. But I mean, I was for a little bit. I, I could do that. Like, it just takes a crazy amount of dedication. Like, being a stand-up comic might be one of the most, th- biggest things you have to dedicate yourself to. Because, like, it's, doing Arnie Pod is one thing, but I don't have to go somewhere every night. Like, it's pretty easy for me to just get up and then just take a dump and talk into my phone for a half hour. <laughs> like, that's not that big of a deal for me. But, um, dude, doing stand-up comedy is... It takes a lot of effort. Just, like, everything around it. Just getting to the open mics. And then some of them, you have to pay a couple bucks. So it's, like, all that stuff, dude. But, um, yeah, baby. Have a great day. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I love you. Listen to more Arnie Pod. Make that your 2024 New Year's resolution. More Arnie Pod. <laughs> Love you, baby. Have a great day. Bye. See ya. <laughs>